you know, the webinar is going to be on how to grow your sales and get more customers with the right data. Um, you know, we've been, we've worked with data for quite some time now working with dispensaries and, um, you know, there's so much, there's so many, uh, you know, data is a very popular topic at the moment. So we definitely want to cover, you know, how you can leverage data, uh, to grow your business. Um, so, you know, we, we brought in spring big as one of our trusted partners. Uh, they offer a suite of tech solutions for dispensary, CRM, loyalty, and SMS. Uh, we work very tightly with uh, Thomas Shaw and the Spring Big team to provide our customers with high ROI campaigns that help help them reach their goals. Um, both of our companies deal with these three main topics we'll be covering today. Um, my name is Guillermo Bravo, and I'm the CEO and founder of Foot Traffic. Uh, we're going on about four years in business now, uh, working with 100, pr- 100 plus clients across the U.S. and Canada. Um, Spring Big has been our partner for quite some time, and you know I'd love to uh, bring Tommy Shaw on the you know, on the webinar uh, when we discuss how to actually use the data. Thanks very much for having me, Guillermo, and and thanks everybody for joining. Perfect. So, you know, you're in the right place. Um, you're in the right place if you don't know what to do with your data. We're here to provide insight uh, to help you reach your goals. Well, let's dive into it. So why are you here? Um, Well, we're going to learn about compliance, specifically with data, how to collect the data, and how to actually apply and use this uh, in your campaigns to drive more revenue for your business. So... You know, this all started with our first client, Clear Choice Cannabis, out of Tacoma, Washington. Uh, We've been marketing with them since 2017, uh, or 2016, sorry. Um, You know, we've launched a variety of digital marketing campaigns for them to reach uh, the number two dispensary in Washington State. Um, You know, once, once we reached a plateau... You know, we wanted to figure out different ways to nurture our relationships with our existing customers and and get them you know, to visit the store more often, to spend more uh, average per ticket and uh, to drive more revenue. Uh, and SMS marketing and leveraging data was a key part in that uh, in reengaging the clients. So, you know, we started with with clear choice. And once we we really saw this, you know, this case study and the data behind uh, the SMS marketing, we knew we had to offer this as a service, and we had to share our knowledge with you know all the dispensaries uh, across the across the globe. So here's a look at the case study for Clear Choice Cannabis. Um, some pretty big numbers here. We sent. Uh, 3.6 million text messages for Clear Choice Cannabis, uh, which visitors, uh, you know, customers to the dispensary spend about $8.3 million. And that's a ROI of $2.28 per penny spent. So, you know, with uh, a lot of the text messages services like Spring Big, uh, it's about one penny to send out a text message. So you can see the uh, concrete ROI here with text message marketing. Cool. 
So why are you here? Um, you know, are you confused about the the laws around data? I know there's a lot of talk, um, especially, you know, especially with Facebook and and uh, Instagram and the different laws that have gone into effect uh, in California. So um, we want to make sure you know uh, which information that you should should collect. And, you know, if you don't know which information you have accessible to you, uh, we're going to you know, clarify that in this presentation. So we're going to be talking about data and specifically how to be compliant, how to collect it and how to employ the data you have to generate more sales. If you aren't doing these things, you're missing out on sales. And here's what you need to know to get started. First, compliance. Compliance is a major concern for dispensaries. Not only do you have to be compliant with all the regulations that require you to track your product and sales, but if you're collecting data like emails and phone numbers, then you also have to follow data privacy and protection laws. We're gonna cover the major compliance laws here. There are more in effect in different states as well as more in the works. So to keep, so keep up to date, set a Google alert to be notified about these you know, different laws and make sure you have your legal team uh, follow the progress. All right, so what happens if you don't comply? Uh, if you don't comply with the laws, you can, you can have a big lawsuit on your hands. Um, Ease, uh, the delivery service out of California is under uh, scrutiny with a has a few lawsuits because they didn't abide by the text message uh, TCPA laws. So you really want to be uh, you know, cautious you know, as you proceed and um, collect data and use data and make sure that you're compliant in every way. So let's take a look at the California Consumer Privacy Act. The CCPA went into effect this year, and it's all about ensuring Californians can access the information that companies have on them. The CCPA applies to businesses that make more than 25 million annually or that buys, receives, or sells the personal information of 50,000 or more consumers, households, or devices. So basically, you know, in, in regards to HIPAA, you wanna make sure that your compu the computer that you use to check in patients, uh, verify their prescription or recommendation, and catalog their purchases is secure. So you wanna ensure that uh, you install antivirus software and run regular checks on your system to mitigate the chance of a data breach. Um, anything that personally identify, you know, any personal information uh, should be only accessible to the personnel trained in HIPAA. So you want to teach staff, you know, to close out windows immediately so no one encounters data they shouldn't have access to. You can certainly talk about medical. You can certainly talk about medical conditions and blogs in your in your newsletter, and even highlight patient stories. Just don't share personal information unless the patient has given you permission to do so. Even then, an alias is a good idea. Can spam act. So can spam is all about emails. 
And most email providers have processes in place to protect themselves and to some extent to, to, pre to protect you, the consumer. However, you need to be mindful. Your email platform should have an obvious opt-in box or text, you know, prefer preferably to express consent. Uh, you want to collect your opt-outs and remove them from your mailing list. And you want to have an easy to see unsubscribe list. Uh, you can see this usually in the footer of any of the emails that uh, have been sent out to you as far as marketing. <clears throat> what you should do, you should only email people who have opted to receive messages from you. You should always remove contacts who ask to be removed from your list. And you should be clear about how often you send messages and what will be in them and stick to that. You should also send emails with clear subject lines. Misleading subject lines can get you in trouble. You always want to identify yourself or your company in the you know, in the first line and you want to have an accurate business address in your email. So you know, people, you know, know how to reach you. You should also control who has access to your email list, set a strong password for your email account. So you don't get in trouble from, you know, hackers actions. TCPA. So SMS marketing is crucial for dispensaries, but if you don't comply with TCPA, you'll face hefty fines. Initially instituted as, as a way to rein in telemarketers, TCPA has a major impact on text marketing. To be compliant, you need to get express and written consent from subscribers. Share how frequently you'll send the messages and provide opt-out options. You can't purchase phone numbers. Everyone on your list must opt in to receive your texts. In addition, you need to ensure that you're only capturing data from individuals of age in your state. So make sure that you make sure that your text pop-up is after your age gate. That way people have to agree that they're of age, which is 18 or 21 and up, depending on the state. And then after that, they can actually join your loyalty program or SMS uh, subscribe list. When it comes to the content you send, skip GIFs and images that use licensed materials. Even if it's your favorite movie meme, they can land you in hot water. All right, let's hop on over to state advertising laws. So on top of the data and privacy laws that we've already covered, you also have to consider state advertising laws. Most states ban the use of confusing or deceptive language in advertising. While some of them, some also say you can't highlight the benefits of cannabis or refer to it as a treatment. That means no making claims that THC will automatically make pain go away. Some states limit the use of billboards for dispensaries and have strict regulations even for the signage in front of your dispensary. So check the rules as they apply in your state or even your city 
before committing to any advertising. Having processes in place to maintain compliance is key. Um, by making compliance part of the process, you don't have to go back after the fact to enact different measures. Uh, to start, make sure your website has a robust privacy policy in place. It should share the data you collect, what you do with it, how it's protected, whether and how customers can access it, and customers can and how customers can contact you about it. You can grab a free template on our site. We'll just kind of skip ahead. Uh, what's the definition of an opt-in? How interactive does an opt-in need to be? That's asked by Jeff. So great question. So an opt-in, let me go ahead and um, it's look at the definition here. The property of having to choose explicitly to join or permit someone to use um, your information. So this could be used particularly in regards to an emailing list or SMS or advertising. So they have to join by typing in their email, typing in their phone number, or they're in store and they're joining a loyalty program. There's a lot of different ways to opt in, but the customer has to take action on their side. You're very welcome, Jeff. <clears throat> Wonderful. So, you know, whether you're a medical or a rec user, we want to get product in your hand and we want to amplify your life. We want, you know, we want to make the world a better place and we want to make customers happy. So getting customers, you know, the information and the products they want is all part of this process. Collecting all these data points and sending out segmented campaigns based on their interests and purchasing habits is all part of this um, and part of making the, the user experience that much better. All right, so let's get into the collection. So now that we know what you can and can't do with the data, how do we get it? Let's look at the data we want and where, where to capture that. So what data do I collect? Well, in order to create segments and make quality SMS, email, and other marketing campaigns, we need to capture the following data. You want a full name for your customer, their date of birth to verify their age, their phone number for SMS marketing, and their email address for email marketing. Your website should, your, your website should be set to grab mobile IDs, which you can then use for geo-advertising campaigns. You can also use pixels to track visitor behavior, which is really helpful with retargeting. Installing a tracking pixel on your website will help you, will let you track your, your traffic, your conversions, visitor behavior, and more. This way you can create more effective marketing campaigns. So where do I collect the data? Let's first start in the dispensary. You know, at recreational dispensaries, your staff should be asking every customer to join your loyalty program and get and getting their express con consent for emails or text. So at medical dispensaries, you already have access to the names, numbers, and emails. So you need to ask for consent to send those deals and share information. So at the point of sale, 
you can collect this information. The bud tenders or, you know, the board, the bud tenders can um, really, they can be a huge asset to you in capturing customer data. Um, you know, they are the face of your company. They're on the front lines. They're talking to customers. They built that relationship with customers um, and they know how to read customers. So when, when they feel it's right, they can, uh, you know, casually ask for the customer to join the loyalty program because there's just so many benefits that the customer will receive in joining that program. So we really want to encourage uh, the bud tenders to do this with every customer. And when you're checking in, uh, you know, a patient or a consumer, um, you'll know if they're already on a loyalty program. Uh, you can usually during the check-in process, you'll have their name and you'll see if they've, if they've already made, you know, past purchases in the past, you know, in the past. So, uh, we really want to consider that at the point of sale level. So your website, your website is a phenomenal resource. You should be, you should already be using pop-ups and different call to actions to collect phone numbers and emails. You should also use Google Analytics to capture additional data so you can learn more about where your traffic is coming from and what people are doing on your site. In addition, having a pixel on your website can help you enhance your user experience and create a better website that leads to more conversions and more sales and more dollars in your pocket. CRM. <clears throat> So your CRM is much more than just a database. It's a marketing tool that has all the data you need to create high ROI campaigns. You just have to actually use it. Instead of sending the same message to everyone by segmenting the customers in your CRM by their age, interest, purchase history, and more, you can create personalized marketing messages to encourage them to stop in or visit your store. So when collecting, be sure to get express consent. This will help you avoid a lot of the compliance issues. Here's a sample sign-up form from SpringBig. You can easily embed this form on your website when you're in the, the back end of your SpringBig account. And you can just copy, copy the code and you'll be set to go and you'll, you'll be in compliance with all the laws uh, in regards to text message marketing. You can see how they deal with getting consent, sharing their privacy policy and making opting out simple. So you can see the little, the black section here with the phone number and you can see the, the two opt-in check marks um, which are required for the customer uh, to accept messages. Here's a sample sign-up message from Reefside Dispensary out of Santa Cruz, California. This is something you can easily do as a pop-up on your site or even a physical sign-in at your store. This dispensary is located in California and you know, has the ability to offer a discount. So make sure to check the advertising laws in your state before you do the same. So once a customer sends this message, you should have an automatic welcome text that gets, them, gets sent to them. That message should share how frequently you'll be texting and how to hopped out. 
Here's an example. Thanks for joining Resides VIP list. Four to six texts a month with deals and news. Here's the details. Text stop to unsubscribe. So we covered all the items, <clears throat> you know, to stay compliant with the loss. So tell me, are you know anyone in the any of the uh, attendees? Are you using these tools? Uh, what tools are you using specifically, and how are you using them? Are you really making the most of of the data that you have uh, to generate more revenue for your business? So I'll leave it open to uh, any of the attendees if you'd like to ask some questions in regards to leveraging data. Give it a minute until uh, to let uh, some uh, some questions come in. Let's give me one second. Let me try one thing here. <clears throat> See if there's any more questions coming in. All right, we'll, we'll move on. Um, Tommy Shaw is going to take over. Uh, he'll be joining us in just a moment here. Uh, and he's going to talk about how to actually use the data that we're collecting. So give us, uh, give us a minute to transition over. All right, Tommy, are you there? To get settled. Yes, we can. Can you guys hear me? Awesome. Awesome. Sorry about that. Um, cool. So uh, I'm Thomas Shaw, Director of Business Development at Spring Big. I had some tech troubles, so I'm just joining you guys. I apologize. But uh, I'm sure Guillermo talked a lot about this, but what Spring Big offers is a, a loyalty marketing engine and a communications platform that allows you to uh, use the data that you've collected to uh, communicate via SMS and email uh, with the consumers to drive business. And um, let's go through. So when it comes to SMS marketing, email marketing, um, implementing loyalty deals and a loyalty program or mobile ads, 
the data that you collect is everything because that's what's going to ultimately allow you to be much more personalized in your approach. So uh, if you collect data on uh, demographic data on consumers, such as their age, their gender, um, what brands they like to buy, how much they spend when they visit, you can then use this data in your SMS marketing or your loyalty deals um, to better strike a chord with the consumers and and better drive business. So uh, when it comes to a, a loyalty program or building a, a, a loyalty program of, of any kind for a dispensary, a lot of times people don't think of it as marketing. However, that's it's, it's exactly what it is. And the other thing that a lot of people uh, or dispensaries, I should say, overlook is the gravity of a loyalty program or the impact that doing uh, or building a loyalty program in the right way can have on your business. So uh, a, a statistic that I really enjoy uh, making people aware of is that uh, the right kind of loyalty program implemented for a the right kind of loyalty program implemented in a dispensary can actually affect profits by increasing them up to 40 percent um, and obviously that's a it's a really big number and when i say being built the right way what i'm talking about essentially is looking at some some metrics like the average visitor frequency average transaction value the percentage of tourists in the area and working with someone with a loyalty background to put together the right kind of program in terms of an earning structure. Um, can you guys, okay, can you guys all hear me? <clears throat> but in terms of a, an earning structure, the, the rewards that you're offering, uh, how many points it takes to earn them, so on and so forth, uh, each market is different, each dispensary is different depending on the consumers and doing it the right way can significantly affect your profits. So obviously the goal of a loyalty program is to get consumers enrolled in it and to retain business. Um, and what we've seen over the past three years we've been doing this, uh, we're working with over a thousand dispensaries. And um, what we've seen is that the loyalty members spend four times as much as non-members and they visit twice as often. So when we actually followed a, a group of consumers in a case study, we saw that there were about five or 10% of consumers that ended up accounting for about 75% of the business at a store. So it's very important to make it easy for people to sign up to the program and also to educate your staff so that your, the staff members at the dispensary are very knowledgeable about the program and how they can um, get people into it. A lot of it's verbiage too, instead of loyalty program, calling it a, an inner circle, um, so on and so forth. So 70% of people say they like to receive mobile offers, which makes this by far the most effective uh, means of communication a dispensary can, can use, especially in, in the cannabis industry, because uh, a lot of traditional marketing and advertising channels are simply unavailable. So uh, there's also another side of it where 99% of text messages are opened uh, in, and in any industry and text messages are actually 10, you're 10 times more likely to be responded to than an email. So 
very, very effective way to get any kind of information across to a consumer, whether it's a deal to drive business or whether it's just uh, pertinent information that uh, will improve the consumer's experience uh, for whatever reason. So uh, in terms of return on investment, it's very, very clear and it's very straightforward. So SpringBig actually integrates with uh, many of the industry's leading point of sale solutions. And what that allows us to do is tap into kind of the brain of the dispensary and see um, and see that we're able. So we're able to see that transactional data and use that to provide very clear reporting on campaign attribution and return on investment. So uh, from a text blast going out, uh, we're able to actually see from the people that received it what was the revenue generated, how many people visited the store, so on and so forth. And some metrics that are some statistics that uh, I'll highlight is in Washington, uh, every dollar spent on text messaging has yielded on average about $200 in revenue, which is awesome. Uh, and on average, campaigns bring in about $9,000 of revenue. Uh, lastly, in California, uh, SMS campaigns account for 40% of the total sales revenue. So this industry is very uh, driven by uh, marketing, in particular SMS marketing. Um, so it's very important not only to use SMS marketing, but to implement a, a strategy of personalization. And that's, that's what I'll get into next. So in terms of, of segmentation, um, a lot of the data that uh, Guillermo has talked about throughout the course of this webinar, um, demographic data, uh, the brands people like to buy, the, how much they spend when they visit, these, these things can be used to send very targeted and very personalized text messages. This is going to do a few things for, for the, the business um, and for the consumer. And the first is that it's going to uh, strike more of a chord with them, right? Because the content is obviously something that they care about. Um, it's something that they're interested in. And you can use less text messages and you can use these text messages more effectively because you can kind of trim the excess um, consumers out of the campaign. People who haven't visited in X number of days or haven't spent above uh, X amount. So... Uh, it allows you to drive business um, in a in a much stronger way and see much stronger results. <clears throat> so there we go. So now to talk about sending trigger-based messages, we have so SpringBig calls them auto connects, and essentially what auto connects allow is an automated text message uh, structure that gets triggered based on certain consumer behavior or purchase habits. And obviously this is very important because it is so personalized that it is actually uh, centered around certain behaviors. So for example, we miss you text messages, uh, birthday text messages, review requests, uh, milestones, right? So you can implement bronze, silver, gold, uh, tiers to your loyalty program. Um, and the reason that this is so important is because even with some text message blasts or campaigns to uh, the entirety of your list, if you pepper in some very, very personalized automated communications there, the consumer feels more of a connection to your business. So 
moving into best practices then, and, and here's some examples of these, right? And the other part of this is, is making sure your text messages are as engaging as possible. So uh, using pictures, preloaded links, emojis, uh, anything that grabs the attention of the consumer um, is going to obviously significantly increase the, the response rate to the text message. You get more consumers reading it, you catch their eye, and then if the text message is segmented or personalized to them using the data you've collected, it's even better because the content the consumer's reading through is pertinent to them, they care about it, uh, and, and it strikes more of a chord. So you have the best chance of, of seeing a response to that message. So through a, a loyalty program and through a um, communications uh, engine, you're going to be able to collect a lot more data. You can see uh, data around campaign attribution and, and how often somebody responds to a text message. You can use surveys or uh, polls to collect more information about uh, what this consumer is interested in. And actually, uh, specifically talking about the solution that SpringBig provides, uh, on our platform, with our POS integration, we're able to target consumers based on the uh, categories that they purchase the most often. And that comes from what they're actually purchasing because of our integration with the POS. So we can see uh, if consumers like to buy edibles, flour, pre-rolls, et cetera. So these surveys do not have to be centered around, tell us what if you like flowers, edibles, or pre-rolls. It can be centered around more lifestyle-focused uh uh, points, right? So do you like uh, watching movies or do you like being outdoors or surfing, et cetera? Any kind of information that's going to help you uh, tailor your campaigns to specific consumers' interests, um, obviously, that's, that is a great way to drive business. So email. Now, SpringBig does provide email marketing, and I would say that the, the reason uh, I would say that the reason email marketing is still relevant is because there's a lot of consumers that uh, might not want to receive text messages, right, for whatever reason. But uh, the example I usually think of is a, a parent who might not want their kid to see uh, cannabis-related content on their phone for whatever reason. And what's cool about SpringBig is in most in most solutions or platforms available to this industry, if someone opts out of texting, they have opted out of the program entirely. They are no longer collecting points. They lose a lot of the benefits associated with being part of the program. But that is why I feel like email is so important is because with SpringBig, it's as simple as opening up, we call it a reward wallet, but it's basically a web-based app where consumers can interact in, with their profile and any deals and offers. But all I have to do as a consumer is open up my rewards wallet and switch over to email and turn off text messaging. I don't have to opt out entirely, but I can choose my preferred communications channel. Uh, and still be able to accumulate points, earn rewards, and get the deals delivered to me. Uh, however, as a whole, obviously, text message communications are, are much more effective. <clears throat> so, uh, on the on the CRM side of things, and and I'll I know that I'm probably running a little bit over, so I'll kind of combine these next two slides here and CRM and CRM best practices. Uh, essentially. What I see as as working best for, for the, a lot of our very successful retailers is first implementing kind of a, a baseline layer of automation 
using uh, auto connect and trigger based communications. So we miss you text messages where if someone doesn't come in after X days, it triggers a cycle of messages to be sent to the consumer. And depending on which bucket they fit into based on what they spend, these message cycles differ. And what I'm saying basically is instead of, Hey, we miss you come back. It's, it's, Hey, you VIP you. We haven't seen you in 15 days. Here's a coupon for your favorite flavor, you know, Chiba Chews or, or whatever. So very, very personalized messaging. And then setting up that safety net with the automated win back messages and then customer journey mapping or by join date is what this auto connect is called. So uh, how that works is it sends automated text messages at certain lengths of time. The consumer has been part of the program. And you can have different messages get triggered to different consumers based on their uh, quote unquote performance, right? Uh, they're spending, they're visiting, what brands they've, they've purchased. And it's up to you as, as the, the dispensary to determine what qualifies somebody as being high performance or low performance. So anyway, once you've set up this baseline layer of automation, you build on top of that uh, by sending very segmented campaigns. And I love the predictive next visit campaigns that we offer. I think it works very well. So we actually are able to put consumers into different buckets based on what time of the day the consumer visits. Uh, And there's usually a reason for that with the consumer's schedule or whatever it is that has led to that consumer visiting your shop at a certain time. Um, You want to text them, obviously, pretty soon before that. So cool. All right, cool. Yeah, I uh, appreciate it. So anyway, the you have this baseline layer of automation. You have um, the very personalized and segmented campaigns on top of that that is further driving business. Um, and then the last piece is, is the loyalty marketing side of it. So and this is what requires a conversation with somebody that that uh, has background in loyalty marketing. Right. So taking your time to discuss the those key metrics that we talked about like average visitor frequency uh average transaction value uh, and and using these metrics to put together the best possible loyalty program for your store um and and that might not even be that might be no loyalty program it all depends on your customer base uh, your target market, and obviously the the market that your business exists in, and these are these are things that you want to discuss with with uh, people like Yerma <laughs> or or someone at, at Spring Big. So, um, cool. And I would say that that those are the the best practices, in in my opinion. Um, and the the last thing I'll say is when when you're building a loyalty program, we've talked a lot about texting and personalization and why that's important, um, but on the loyalty side of it, uh, the things that you, you want to consider would be uh, the, the earning structure of the program should always be a, a spend-based program. Obviously, the consumers that are visiting dispensaries the most often usually contribute the least to your business. Um, and the reason for that is that, you know, they're buying pre-rolls or half grams and they're running out and having to come back very quickly uh, versus people who visit less frequently. But uh stock up, so to speak, right? They're they're buying more ounces or whatever. So um, the earning structure is very important. Offering a spend-based loyalty program 
uh, is a must. And then on top of that, you can build upon that uh, earning structure with bonuses. So uh, bonus points on certain product categories or certain brands or certain times of the day, uh, depending on your business goals. Um, and there's, there's a lot more, but just as a whole, the spending time on that loyalty program with, uh, someone internally or externally that knows about loyalty and can help you build the best possible program. Again, I'll wrap up with this statistic that the right kind of loyalty program and the emphasis on the right kind um, can increase profits for a dispensary by 40%, which is a very, very impactful uh, statistics. So I'll leave it there and I'll, I'll open it up to see if anybody has any questions that I can answer. Um, just, I guess, write them in the, the side. I'm not sure really how this works. Yeah, they can just leave that. <laughs> but, you can just uh, write the question on the right side. Mish, do you have any questions? You got Cassie, Charlotte, Fernando, Jeff. Sammy Ray. All right. We have the first question here. Where does the 40% statistic come from? So I'll, I'll put the full context to, to that statistic. So it's 40% increase in profits from a business that either does not have an existing loyalty program or a business that has the wrong kind of loyalty program. Um, so the statistic comes from our experience and, and the people we work with, because when we actually, when we entered this industry, what was really popular was tablet check-in based loyalty. Right. So everyone had these iPads out on the counter and it was based on visits. And that's very that's actually the opposite of what most stores uh, want to run because of what I mentioned earlier with with the people that visit the most often contributing the least to your business. So you end up giving away a lot of product in the loyalty program and you're not you're incentivizing the wrong group of people leaving out the people that visit less often. So when people switch to Spring Big, we saw a huge increase in the profits. Um and so that's where the, the statistic comes from is, is our experience and the data. <clears throat> yeah. So the, um, what I have seen. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate it, Misha. And, uh, uh, what I, what I've seen in terms of a, a, a segment that works well, and I think Guillermo can probably speak to this even better than I can, but the one category that I saw have seen work really well is next time visit. So instead of sending one campaign to everybody, um, sending three campaigns in a day, even, but from the consumer's perspective, a consumer will only ever get one message. I'm not saying you want to send more than one to one person, but in the morning, you're texting the people that visit in the morning, in the afternoon, and the evening, you're doing the same thing. Um, that has worked very, very well for consumers because you're adhering to their schedule. Um, that's, what, that's what I'd say. All right, well, let's let's continue on. So if you're ready to get started, you can start by creating and implementing the processes to capture 
and store information. And that includes, you know, creating the pop-ups, making your own segments, et cetera. So if you do this, you'll probably need to hire a team member to handle the workload or assign it to someone on your team who isn't an expert. Setting up and fine tuning your campaigns will take longer and you probably won't, you probably won't have a good uh, sense of an ROI to start with. Plus it's a, it's just a tedious process. So you need to come back to it regularly and make changes to continue, you know, to, to get the most from your data. So at foot traffic, you know, we work with our partners like spring big, so you can take advantage of their dispensary technology solutions and skip the learning curve. So you'll see results, you know, quickly with our managed uh, text message marketing or SMS service. Uh, and we'll do all the heavy lifting while you, you know, reap the rewards. So again, I'll go in a little bit uh, on the managed SMS services. <clears throat> so as you know, uh, Spring Big, you know, has uh, you know best in class text message marketing and loyalty software. And uh, you know what? What good is this beautiful software if you're not actually using it? So similar to, you know, let's say Salesforce, um, they have a lot of data and a lot of features available, but if you don't use them and use them the right way, um, then you're not going to reap the benefits. <clears throat> so at foot traffic, you know, we really, we really manage all this for you. So you can set it and forget it. So if you use your data, right, you will get more sales. And with that being said, you know, the, the campaigns that we launch are typically uh, about 30 campaigns we like to create on a monthly basis. And the price on that is $999. So you invest uh, $999, you get 30 campaigns. And in those campaigns, you'll see a, you'll see a drastic ROI and the amount of revenue that is generated based on based on those 30 campaigns. And another service that foot traffic is offering is a data audit and setup. So you may have a different, uh, you know, everyone has different point of sale systems, online menus, etc. So we we've worked with a variety of different software technologies, so we can guide you in the right direction. And setting up your website, your point of sale, your CRM and everything to actually collect the data and get it, you know, set, set you up for success. So the foundation is in place and then you can actually use uh, the data to make, to generate more revenue. So as I mentioned before, the 30 SMS campaigns, once again, that's nine 99. Uh, and that is, um, and that is on a monthly basis. And the way that that works on our side is we, we set up a call with the, the GM or the marketing manager or even the purchaser at the dispensary. And we work with you directly to create custom campaigns based on inventory that is available, uh, based on uh, different goals you may have as far as revenue. If you'd like to move old product, if you'd like to get uh, custom win, you know, win back. So, um, get customers who haven't visited the store in some time. So there's a lot of different campaigns that we can run birthday specials. 
And the most important one that I want everyone to uh, prepare for is that in 2020, we have a whole month of 420. So you should be planning these campaigns now um, for that entire month because customers are going to expect deals for the entire month, especially on 420 of 420. We got a yeah, little testimonial awesome. here from <laughs> one of our... Um, our MSOs have a heart out of Washington and California. So this is BJ Jordan, who's the CMO of have a heart. And he says by collecting the right data, foot traffic, I was able to target customers based on their purchasing, purchasing habits and propel us to the top of all our markets. So we started out with have a heart with five stores in Washington. And since then we've expanded to California and like Northern California, LA, and um, eventually San Diego. <clears throat> All right. So as promised, we have a few deals for you. So we're going to actually offer this to any of the attendees. We'll manage your SMS marketing campaigns for a week for free. So we'll create campaigns for you. We'll we'll look at your data. We will craft these custom campaigns and you can easily track the, the ROI on this within the spring big platform. So once again, one week of SMS management um, so that we can show you how to best leverage your CRM and text messaging platform. And then we can just you know, continue, continue from there. <clears throat> Cool. And so what we're doing here at Spring Big then is, is for a demo, um, we will provide a $100 Amazon gift card. And if you sign on and decide to use our software within 30 days of the demo, we'll provide 25,000 free text message credits. So it's also a, a very uh, exciting offer that I'm happy to present you all with. Wonderful. <clears throat> Wonderful, wonderful. Anything else you wanted to add, Thomas? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I apologize for the tech troubles. I know it made it a little uh, hectic, but I appreciate everybody's time. I'm, I'm grateful for everyone that joined, and I'm, I appreciate you bringing me on the oh, webinar. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us. And um, we'll, we'll be sharing the recording of this webinar with you after, the, you know, after this is uh, concluded. And I would also like to thank everyone for joining and um, you know, appreciate the questions and uh, the engagement on your side. So thank you, Mish, uh, for joining and Jeff, Tanya, Jack, Jeff. Yeah, there's quite a few here. So thank you all for joining and, and uh, participating in the, camp, you know, in the webinar. And we will share this with you shortly. And um, awesome. Just as a reference, if any of you would like to uh, visit our website or Springwood's, Springbig's website, it can be seen right here. So that's foottraffic.co and then springbig.com. So feel free to um, to join and um, you know learn more about uh, our services and uh, our thought leadership. <clears throat>